This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Maybe we should start it over. <laughs> Maybe we should. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> so I'm going to read you this quote, and this is where we're starting tonight on the Dan Grosser Show. Ready? At this point, just take the running back position out of the game then. The ones that want to be great and work as hard as they can to give their all to an organization just seems like it don't even matter. I'm with every running back that's fighting to get what they deserve. That is a tweet from Derrick Henry. Consistently concerning, very upset about the situation with running backs in the National Football League. And guess this, this is not new. We knew this was coming up. We knew this was going to happen. We understood what happens here. The running back position in the National Football League is considered just something we have. It's a secondary position. It's not a primary position. We know what those are. It's a secondary position. It's, we can get along with it, but we're not going to pay for it. Look at the amount of running backs who are now on the franchise tag or looking for work. And Saquon Barkley has joined them. Fails to sign the long-term deal with the Giants before the deadline. So he's got two options. Right? Two options. He can sit out. Cost him about 600 k a game. Or he can wait until maybe the Tuesday of the week that the Giants get ready to face the Dallas Cowboys and roll into, roll into uh, Giants training camp, Giants workout place then, and get ready to go. So that's the option. That's what, has, that's what the situation is with running backs in the National Football League. Ladies and gentlemen, it's very simple. Don't let your kids grow up to be running backs in the NFL because they're not going to get paid. It's viewed as an ancillary position. Yes, we love to. Now, look, we talk about being balanced all the time. Oh, we want balanced offense. We want to be able to run and offset the pass. You have to be balanced. You have to be balanced. That's all we hear in the NFL. Got to be balanced. Got to be. But now if we got to pay them. <laughs> and just think, and Don and Dan did a great job logging and telling you about running backs who are looking for work, trying to get paid at less than what the franchise tag is. Right now, Dalvin Cook would take the franchise tag to play for somebody. He would. Not getting it. Ezekiel Elliott would take the franchise tag to play for somebody right now. Not getting it. Kareem Hunt would take the franchise tag to play for somebody right this second. Not interested. So this is the situation we're in now in the National Football League. And as the guys pointed out, it, it's, it's a weird it, it's a weird thing, but it's almost like collusion in the sense that 
Nobody wants to reset the, the running back salaries. No team in the National Football League is going to go big-time money for running backs because that now sets the trend. This now is the bottom line. Okay, if somebody signs this running back for this amount of money, that's the, that's the basement bottom line. That's where you start, and then you go up from there. Nobody's doing that in the NFL. Nobody. And Giant fans, how many times have you heard on numerous people, numerous stations, numerous shows, numerous people saying, hey, you know what? Giants shouldn't have taken Saquon Barkley number two. How many times have you heard that over, over his career? How many? This is the reason why. Because when you when it's time to pay them, you're not gonna you, you're not gonna pay them that money. You're just not. They are, once again, a secondary, an ancillary piece offensively in football right now. They just are. And the reason is very simple. The reason is because the NFL is now a passing league. Passing league. It's not a running league. The years of Rex Ryan talking about grounded pound, those days are long gone. Long gone. Once again, doesn't mean that we don't use running backs, but as far as making big money to reset the market for them, it's not happening. It just isn't. As far as the Saquon Barkley situation was concerned, it's not a surprise. As we mentioned, you knew it wasn't going to happen. You knew what the situation was. Jordan Runon was on the Michael K show. And as he has pointed out, he has been consistent. It's about money, but it's about guaranteed money. They already have a deal on the table, right? It's $10 million this year. Gets tagged again 12.2 the following year. That's $22.2 million. He could basically insure himself for most of that money next year. God forbid something catastrophic happens this year. So unless it's really over that number, like $22 million is the floor to start where it guaranteed money. That makes sense for him. I had an executive from another team tell me today, like, yeah, he probably needs to get like 24 to $6 million guaranteed for it to be a good deal and one that makes sense for him. And if you're the Giants, they were not going there because, like you said, the market does not say that that's a good thing to do. So it's almost like the franchise tag kept him from being able to right. re-sign and sign but, a deal with the Giants. Can you, what running back do you know in the National Football League that's going to get 20-plus million guaranteed. What running back? It's not happening. Not happening. Not at all. So, Jordan, when can we expect to see Saquon Barkley? If you're a Giant fan going into this upcoming season, what do you yeah, need to Around do? September. I talked to people close to him, and that's pretty much what it was portrayed to me as. The season starts September 10th. Right, so like a week or two before the season, at best, is the next time we're going to see Saquon Barkley. And he actually said this at his camp a few weeks ago. He was asked about sitting out the season, and while well, I don't think he's going to do it, he said that would be part of the conversation if he does not sign a long-term deal. So now we're at the point where he didn't sign a long-term deal. That is now part of the conversation. At the time, he said he hadn't thought about it much. Now they're going to think about it. We saw the report last week. There's a possibility that he misses games or game time. So. That's that is the discussion now, and that they're going to huddle up, and they're going to decide, okay, what's our next move? How do we prove our point to the Giants of how much we're worth? It's tough. How, how can they do that? So, because here's the issue for Saquon Barkley, right? 
Suppose he gets hurt. I mean, he's already missed a number of games, over 20 games in his Giants career. Suppose he gets hurt. He's rolling the dice by going in with the with the franchise tag. Because that affects not only this year, but next year. Because once again, he's gonna he's gonna be dealing from a position of weakness. He's got no leverage here. He doesn't. That's the problem with what's going on with running backs in the National Football League right now. It's a tough situation for them. He's not going to hold out. Okay, let, let's make that clear. I, okay. I would be surprised if he held out. I'm not going to say I'm, I don't know him. I haven't spoken with him. So I'm not going to say he's not going to, but I would be surprised if he held out. 600K? A game? And he's trying to make money? No, that's not going to happen. His best bet at this point, take his time, come into camp, ready to go, start the season. I know Jordan was telling the guys maybe he could sit out the first game, say he's not ready or whatever, and you know maybe see what happens. And if they lose to Dallas and you could see that there was a difference in him not being there, then you know what, maybe that adds to his leverage. Eh, maybe. But you're rolling the dice because they could win. A. But most importantly, my concern is he's playing a position with, especially with the Giants, where he's very involved in the offense. What, he was 40, 45% of the offense last year? Seemed like it. His legs and Daniel Jones' legs seemed to be most of the Giants' offense last year. So you take him away from that giant offense, and I know they've, they've added some pieces. They've added some Waller. They've added some receivers. They, they want to go down. They want to go down the field. They want to be more, more you know, explosive. But I don't know because the way they played last year was perfect because it kept the turnovers down because they weren't trying to get the ball 25, 30, 30 yards down the field. They were very happy with Little rollout here, little Saquon, little dump, little you know run from Daniel Jones. They were happy, they were ecstatic, and they were successful. So why would you change it? But you knew this year you had to open it up a little bit. Okay, you do. But if he gets hurt, it, it kills him for next season. And he's a year older. And so what? Franchise tag you figure goes up to what twelve? Maybe he gets another year. May not be from the Giants. I mean, Jordan says the Giants expected Saquon to be on their team this year for the franchise tag. Well, looks like they're going to get their wish as far as salary is concerned. Now, whether he's going to be there or not, eh, I think so, but it will be interesting. It will be interesting to see how this plays out for the New York Giants. 1-800-919-3776. Give us your thoughts here. It's Hardy Steve Grasso on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Tag. Let's hear what you have to say. 1-800-919-3776. Black is in Brooklyn. Black, start us off on the Dan Grasso Show. Uh, hello, how you doing? I think the Giants are being very dumb in terms of what's who he's the best player on their team, the best player on offense. Danny Jones isn't worth the money they're paying him. And at the end of the day, he should sit out if they don't pay him 
better than what they're, what they're doing. Jen, Jen Jones won't produce what Traquan Barkley produced. So I think, you know, this is the way that they situated the system is because most of the uh, quarterbacks are white, most of the running backs are black, and that's what this is always coming down to. This is social engineering, and that's all this is about. Black, this is about, thanks for the phone call, this is about the position that he plays, not the color of his skin. Okay, this is clearly about how running back has been devalued in the National Football League. Quarterback is a much more valuable position. And it's not even close. You don't have a good quarterback, you're not winning. You have a mediocre running back, you could still win. It's the bottom line. This is not about race. This is about the position that Saquon Barkley plays. Now, what has surprised me about this, I will be very honest with you, is the fact that I was sure, and you know I was sure because I said it before, I thought John Mara would step in. I thought John Mara would say, you know what, this is a guy, we love him, this is our guy, let's, let's come to whatever we have to do, let's, let's make it happen. That's what I thought. That's what I thought would have happened because that's what's happened in the past, right? In the past, that's what has been done. If there was a dispute or something of that nature, ownership has stepped in. In this case, this is clearly business, straight business. There's no personal attachment to this whatsoever because Joe Shane didn't draft him. Joe Shane has no allegiance to him. Joe Shane has seen his head coach, Brian Dable, to have a very potent offense with very little production from the running back situation. As a matter of fact, you could argue that the best running back in Buffalo over these past years has been Josh Allen. And it's not even close. To the point that many people have said, you know what, if, if Buffalo may need a running back for them to go further in the postseason. That has not been their thought process. That has not been their history. That is not what they're thinking about. So what they're thinking about right now from a business standpoint, it's very simple. We're not giving him that much money. He is not a major part of our offense from that position. If Saquon, if Saquon Barkley was a wide receiver, he would have gotten his money. I'm just telling you, he'd have got money. Spike is in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? Well, good evening, my friend. Uh, that point uh, by the last caller was ridiculous to me. Saquon Barkley, it's funny, when, when you and I were a little different in age, but when we first started watching football, to me it was the running back. And, and then it uh, morphed into, uh, I guess, the wide receivers, then the defensive ends, same as in basketball, it was the back-to-the-basket guy when you started, if I got your age about mm -hmm. right. Michael, right. right. Then it went, then it went to, to power forwards and then point guards. These things change based upon um, the evolution of offensive coordinators and then the league mandates. They want more points. Fantasy has a lot. You know the whole history here. Saquon Barkley is much like, uh, not comparing talent, 
like Marcus Smart was to the Celtics, the heart and soul of the Giants. Mm-hmm. Likely he was their leading pass receiver last year, I'm guessing, uh, right up there. And he learned how to block like uh, the guy with the Super Bowls, Bradshaw. You know, he's a little stocky. He's a projects kid, right? He came from the projects in the city? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. You know, his ability, uh, Spike, quite frankly, was – Catching the football, running the football, and and the speed to take off and accelerate—that was his claim to fame. And even with the injuries, okay, last year he was a major first, factor in that Giants offense. First eight or ten games, he looked uh, prime Saquon, yep. where he hit high cruising speed, the two steps out. He yep. could find the hole. He's terrific. First of all, there's a lot of uh, public relations along with him. He's mm-hmm. terrific youngster. He seems he's got a big heart, loves the kids. He's a little guy, strong as a bull. And I think Mara, look, you can't pay the guy when the market doesn't dictate it because you're going to lose out on someone else. These guys are fit. It reminds me of analytics in baseball. You know, mm-hmm. they measure everything and everything has a price. They have a play pay Daniel Jones. I don't know where Daniel Jones is going, but Saquon Barkley uh, helps Daniel Jones and, and it's a uh, quid pro quo. They help each other. You've got guys that can run, you know, knock off 15, 20 yards running or more uh, with the quarterback, just take a handoff. Or, uh, they really complement each other. And uh, just wanted to congratulate you. You must have felt good when the utility player got the game winner last night. I felt good for you. It was uh, thanks, Spike. It was it was a relief, and we'll talk about the Mets a little bit later. But it, uh, I'm almost ready to have them lose so we can find out what we're going to do. I really am, but we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Richard's in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Larry, this is bigger than Barkley and the Giants and not paying and the position being devalued. The NFL does not want to watch the running game anymore. They want fantasy, high-scoring games. It's re- You know, in the old days, the running game controlled the ball, shortened the game, uh, it, it nullified a pass rush, draw plays off that. These were things you did to, if the defense was dominant. There's no more things as a dominant defense because you're not allowed to touch the quarterback. You're not allowed to do anything to the wide receivers. And the NFL just wants scoring, scoring, scoring. In a few years, you won't even have running backs. It'll be five wide receivers. I don't even think you'll have a tight end. That's what they want. It's sad. It's sad because the way the game of football was, you know, the running back and the running game did more than – it's boring, though. Nobody wants to watch handoffs. They want to see the guy throw the ball 50 yards and run it in. This is what they want. The young kids want this on their fantasy. They want the high-scoring games and all. We grew up with games 14-10. Those were chess matches. Those were – everything was – oh, it was wonderful. Now it's just high-scoring games. It's sad. I just hope it doesn't morph into all of this because in a few years – there won't be any more running backs. And a few years after that, you won't even have tight ends. The tight ends will be wide receivers. It, it's sad. It's really bigger than all of this. And, I, you know, it's, I just, I don't like it. I don't li- I love the game the way it was in the old days like you did. You know, the running backs controlled the game and big part of the offense. Although they were never going to be what the wide receivers are now, but they controlled the game. But now the rules are such 
that the wide receivers, you can get these average guys, but if they can, you know, they, they're not touched and they can get free and they score and they make big plays. And you can see the scores 42 39, and you got all these kind of games anyway. It's, it's the way this, the, and if Goodell wants it this way, this is what they do with the fantasy and the points and all that. Running game football, Larry, let's face it, is boring. Boring. And it's, yeah. It's sad, Larry. It is. But, uh, you know, I hope Saquon, I hope it works out for him. I hope he figures it out. I hope the Giants figure it out. It's sad because he's, he's such an important part of the team and being a good guy. And he represents, he was, he's the Frank Gifford of the current New York Giants, you know, but that you know kind of guy, a tiki Richard? barber, and, and you know, Ron phone Jones. Phone. Here, here's what's funny about that, Richard. They know that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He plays a position where there's almost a salaried slot now. Let's face it. There's a salaried slot for running backs. And if you want to continue to run in the National Football League and you're a high draft choice, this is what you're looking forward to. Because I can get a second and a third or a fourth and a fifth or a sixth and a seventh round draft pick who's a running back, who's got speed, okay? And I can get two of those guys and put them in my backfield and have them alternate and not pay them what the franchise tag is combined and be great and be happy. And if you don't think, because, I mean, when Richard says they're going to eliminate the running back position, oh, yeah, right, yeah, sure, all right. When's the last time you've seen a team that has – when's the last time you've seen multiple teams that have a fullback on their roster? Nobody has a fullback on their roster now. What's a fullback? A fullback became an H-back? You got a better shot. You have a better chance of, a, of an offensive lineman lining up in the backfield to block now. That's, that's the way football is going. Okay, the running back position is being devalued. Do I think they'll still? I think they'll still have running backs because once again during the regular season, it's nice to balance out and do some different things to set up and you know. But yeah, it's about getting the ball down the field. And tight ends, look at the tight ends now who have who are built like tight ends but have speed like wide receivers. And how much are they worth? 1-800-919-3776. More of the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Noah's in Brooklyn. Noah, you're next on 98.7. Larry, how you doing? What's up, Noah? Can, can you hear me, my brother? I hear you loud and clear. First of all, I like the little biggie dropping, as you may call from Brooklyn. Well, I have you know. not called in. I have not called into a radio show since the '70s doing the Big Mac jingle to win a free Big Mac. But I'm mad as hell, and I can't take it anymore. All right, let me hear I why. A, I am a 60 year old man. I am a diehard Giants fan. Andy Rovastelli was my godfather. But these old men calling in with these terrible takes. I had it. You're not representing us. Listen. All these people that are calling in about about Saquon today 
are the same people that were calling in last year saying, oh, my God, thank God, Joe Shane. Oh, my God, Brian Dable, we believe in you. And Shane, we believe. Listen, they know pragmatically that Saquon is not going to be part of our Super Bowl team. We are not winning the Super Bowl in 2023 and probably not in 2024. They are building a young team full of studs. They got Kayvon Thibodeau just coming out. They did some great drafting this year. They're looking towards 2026, and they're not even guaranteed that Daniel Jones is going to be on the team in that. He only signed him. He's got to make a massive progression for them not to draft a quarterback next draft. So, people, settle down with Saquon. He wasn't going to be hoisting the Lombardi trophy. Why would we pay him anything more than the market dictates? People complaining about running back being phased out. Let me tell you, Vince Lombardi would have phased out the running back if he knew how much good passing would do. And all these old-school fans, and I'll finish with this, because I'm an old-school fan, but I'd like to hear your take. People forget that in the 70s, the two best players were Lynn Swan and Jerry Rice in the 80s. Mm. Yep. Like, that was, that was passing. And they're complaining, oh, the thing that worked well and scored a bunch, won a bunch of Super Bowls for the Steelers and the 49ers, we should stop doing that? No. Stop it. I know. Thanks for the phone call. You're right, but understand this. Fans are emotional. Fans love their teams. Fans especially love draft choices that succeed. And so in a large part, Fans, especially because of Saquon Barkley, because of what he's meant off the field, because of what he's meant on the field, because of how Daniel Jones and he working together have been so successful with the offense going up and down the field, per se. And when I say up and down the field, I mean that when you look at last year, that was the success of this team. Okay, the success of the Giants offensively were them, were those two guys. They were the biggest most consistent parts of their offense. So the next thing that goes into the Giants fans' mind for Noah this season is what are we going to do without Saquon? Where are we getting the points from? We don't really have the confidence that Daniel Jones is going to be able to take that next step. We don't know what he's going to be able to do. Can he really get the ball down the field without turning the football over? I mean, it was almost like Brian Dayball installed a, you know, a quarterback-controlled offense last year. Run with it. You know, manage it. Manage the game. Run. You don't see anything. Use your legs. Go down the field. Do that way. Move the ball. Move the chains. Do whatever you can. Yeah, we had a receiver here, receiver there. Yeah, they had trouble getting receivers. Yeah, you know, they had players who were just – who didn't produce. And so – that's where the concern comes from. But you're right, Noah. In a sense, we are always slow to change. Okay? We we want our running backs because we see other teams that have them that make us comfortable. We see other teams that have the running game, and it seems like that makes their offense more versatile. But I always share this because it's what? Uh, Greg Buttle, who does a tremendous job on the Jets pre-halftime and post-broadcast, has been doing it for a 1,000 years. Started with LaGreca, now he's got Grasa still rolling. And he always said, 
Larry, I don't care. Running doesn't mean nothing to me. You can run all you want to. You're not scoring. You're not doing anything with running. Where I want to see you run the football is in the red zone. Because then when you have, when the area gets constricted and it's hard with, you know, you're passing, you're trying to get folks out, defense can do certain things. That's when you can run the football. If you can run the football in the red zone effectively, can can open up some other things, that's when you run the football. That's the only time you run the football now. You run the football between the 20s all you want to, I don't care. You eat up the clock, I don't care. You're not scoring from there. I don't care. And that's the thought process of teams in the National Football League now. We want to score. We want the ball in the air. We want points on the board. We want to see scoring. We're not trying to hide the quarterback with ground and pound. We want scoring, moving the ball up and down the field. We want excitement in our game. That's why you're seeing all this offense. Now, it doesn't mean that you're never going to see a running back. It doesn't mean that, you know, when the Jets talk about, wow, you know, it's great to have Brees Hall in the off. Of course, because you want to be multidimensional. You want to have at least the defense to have the threat that you're going to run the football. But when we're talking about scoring, we're talking about putting the ball in the air, baby. This is this is Air Coriel <laughs> times three. <laughs> That's what we're looking at. You know, those Charger teams with Winslow and Dan Fouts and those. That's what we're looking at right now. We're looking at Air Coriel. Put the ball up in the air and let's go. And so to do that, I'll pay my wide receiver X amount of money. I'll pay my quarterback X amount of money. I'll even play, I'll even pay my offensive lineman on the blind side, my left tackle, X amount of money. But my, but my running back, no, nah, I don't have to pay him that much because I can get somebody else to do it. Jay's in Westchester. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's going on? How's everything, Larry? Everything's good, Jay. What's oh, up, my friend? I got no, hey, I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm a long-line Jets fan, so I got no skin in the game. Mm-hmm. And I hear what you're saying about the, the offense and you want to throw the ball, but you also said you want to have the threat of a good run game. Most of the Giants' offense last year was predicated off of Daniel Jones. I believe 40%, 36% was Daniel Jones. So if you take him out of the equation now, what do you have? you got an unproven quarterback with no running back, and what you're talking about is a million or two. I mean, I'm not here to count their money, but why wouldn't you give him the 24 mil? He's going to get 10 this year, 12 next year. So for a homegrown guy that you brought in from the neighborhood, community-based, why wouldn't you give him the 24? Here's why, Jay, and I agree with everything you're saying. The reason why is I can get another running back who may not be as great as Saquon, but with the offensive line may do the same things, will run the football, give me that balance that I'm looking for, and I'll get my receivers to other and, and Daniel Jones with his legs to do the rest for less money. It's about not resetting the market for running backs. Because here's the issue. Saquon Barkley can't go anywhere else and get more money. Because the running backs right now are not getting that money. They're not going to reset the pay scale for running backs in the National Football League. 
from the Giants' standpoint, I'm sure they got money that could pay Saquon Barkley. Now, they may want to pay somebody else. They may look to say, well, we need this money for somebody else or somebody else may be in the pipeline. And you know what? Hey, this contract's running out. We may have to pay this person. We may have to do that. But the bottom line here is there's so many other running backs out of work. It's supply and demand. It's not a lot of demand for them right now. From that standpoint, from a selling standpoint, if I'm nobody's going to pay him twenty-two million for two years, why should I? And that's the issue, because and once again, tongue in cheek, it's almost like collusion, tongue in cheek. Not saying it is, but it's almost like that, where nobody's paying anybody. So why am I going to do that? Once again, and I'm not saying one is better than the other one. I'll leave that up to you. Ezekiel Elliott was cut by Dallas, and nobody has even mentioned his name to go into a camp. Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last season. Did not get a contract. Talking about holding out. Led the league. I could give you running back after running back after running back who is looking for work right now. Top name running back. Le'Veon Bell, who sat out because Pittsburgh wouldn't give him money and came to the Jets and wasn't the same player, killing the Jets now saying he shouldn't have sat, he shouldn't have come to the Jets, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have sat out, he was apologizing to the Steeler fans. It's tough to be a running back in the NFL. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN.